The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I'm your host, Sarah Warmby. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Joshua Nelson was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis inflammatory bowel disease in November 2017 at the age of 37. Within one year, he was evaluated by the inflammatory bowel disease experts from Rochester Mayo Clinic and University of Minnesota Medical Center due to his deteriorating condition. He was elevated to biologics and combination therapies in an effort to manage his ulcerative colitis. After failing maximum medical therapies, it was determined to surgically remove his colon in November 2018 at the age of 38. In February 2019, the final surgery was completed, making his ileostomy permanent. Since the decision to remove his colon, his health has returned, requires zero medication, no specialized diet, and no further complications from ulcerative colitis. He is a member of the United Ostomy Association of America, Ostomy Association of the Minneapolis area, and Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. He participated in the 2019 Ostomy Awareness Day 5K hosted by Coloplast and has participated in Coloplast-sponsored events. Joshua resides in Minnesota with his wife, Natalie, and two daughters, Brindley and Brenna. Hi, Josh. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you again, Sarah, for having me. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive into living an active lifestyle with an ostomy. I'm so excited to pick your brain today regarding an active lifestyle, as I know how much you are passionate about living with an ostomy and being very active in nutrition and things like that. One of the most common questions uh, I would say that WOC nurses get from new ostomates is, well, when, when can I go back to my normal life? So from an ostomate's perspective, can you share with the audience what normal life means to you now? Normal life to me now is living a life without fear while living my life with an ostomy. And what I mean by fear is I'm not afraid to try anything. At this point, I don't have any restrictions or any concern when it comes to moving forward with my life. And I think that's the greatest success, knowing how I transitioned from inflammatory bowel disease to be in that state of deep remission with the colon removed and never having to worry about that again. So normal life to me is living the life that I want to live without any fear or restriction ahead of me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's so powerful because living a normal life, that normal life is really defined per individual. So when you talk about, you know, living without fear, I think that's just that speaks volumes as to living with um, inflammatory bowel disease and being able to get back to that life that you really, truly deserve. So I know that when we first met at a UOE conference a couple of years ago, um, you had questions regarding going back to work. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey as far as what what it was like for you to work towards getting back to work? Pretty much when the surgeries were complete and when we met, the work that I do was was in question if I could continue moving forward with it or would I be in theory medically retired um, from what I do. What I drove into my mind to setting those small goals is how do I get my life back in a step-by-step somewhat process to let my body heal and be able to move forward. So I kind of broke it up into three areas was once I made the decision to completely live my life with an ileostomy and not have a J pouch or anything, the second surgery, my first surgery was November of 18. The final surgery was February of 19. So 
I followed every restriction they gave me to a T. I did not deviate from that because that was goal number one. It's time for me to heal. Um, and that takes time. I mean, I can't remember what the restrictions were when it comes to lifting stuff, such as, you know, a gallon of milk. You need to be careful on that. You just went through a major abdominal surgery. So you need to take care of yourself first. But with that being said, I try to increase something every single day. So, you know, for example, walking. I couldn't go to a gym and work out, but I could walk. You know, something as simple as walking, starting to build that strength up. And my thought was, Anytime I have my blood moving, I am healing. Maybe the first week was walking for 10 minutes. Can I just walk for 10 minutes? And the next week was, let's try 15 minutes and see how you feel. Everything that uh, the surgeon and his staff had told me was, little by little, bring everything back in. But if you feel anything, like as in pain, stop what you're doing, take a day off, let the body heal again, and then move forward. So part one was the physical aspect of it. How do I get my body back in shape? Because that disease, it wrecked me, you know, I was, I've never been that week before. And so that was kind of a, a mental struggle that I had. Number two was nutrition. It's extremely important for us as ostomates to, to make sure we're eating nutrient-rich foods because obviously we don't have the colon anymore. So we want to make sure our body's absorbing as much as it can so we can heal and recover and move forward. So did I make a giant change in our diet? No, not really. I wouldn't call myself keto, vegan, or whatever fat is out there right now. We just kind of took a hard look of what are we buying and how can we make sure that, you know, we're buying fresh vegetables and cutting them up and throw some olive oil on them, throw them in the oven for 30 minutes, let them bake. It was kind of funny. My transition went from what tastes good to what is fuel for my body. So it may not taste the greatest, but I'm still going to eat it because it's good for my body. Where if I try to do that with my young daughters, they're, they're going to stare at me like I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole, you know, to try to teach them what's important about nutrition. And so once I was healed, uh, once I could start to incorporate physical activity, um, again, I started out small and I let my body you know, grow. And so five pounds maybe turned into 10 pounds and turned into 15 pounds or a walk turned into a 30 minute walk, then maybe a 10 minute run. So I tried to make sure that I had kind of some sort of process behind that of try this activity. How did it affect me? Because your body will give you immediate feedback. You know, same thing with the foods that you eat as a new ostomate, you know, eat something. How did you react from it? Did you get a lot of gas from it? Did it make your bag inflate or did you get higher output from this? One of the things that was recommended to me initially was um, Imodium. You know, take Imodium because that'll help, I guess, thicken up your output if you have a, more of a liquidy output. Okay, I did that for about three weeks because I was getting the consistency that everyone's looking for, that oatmeal type consistency. So I dumped that stuff out. Some of the, the recommendations that are given to you are more or less generalized recommendations. So again, they may be recommended to you, but you get immediate feedback on what's happening with your body. So I was really in tune with that and kind of keeping an eye on it. But now, three years later, I really don't even pay attention to it because I know now how I react to certain foods and what foods I will eat and what foods I avoid. Yeah. And it's so important to really and truly understand how your body works. Yep. Um, not necessarily going off of what someone else is, mm -hmm. is doing or what works for them. Because again, what works for them may not work for you. So it is important to be really in tune with your body. And I like how you talk about you know, exercise and nutrition as a means to work towards getting back to work, because obviously those are essentials. You know, you need to be able to move around and you yep. need to be able to to eat and, and get the nutrition you need in order to do any type of work. So I'm um, glad you brought that up. So as far as being active, what were some of your fears as far as getting back to the gym or mm -hmm. exercising um, and how did you overcome them? 
Well, obviously, I think the biggest fear everyone has being active or living an active lifestyle is how do I care for my appliance? How do I care for my stoma? What products out there can help me do these activities that I want to do and not have a fear about it? So I came upon Stealth Belt um, and I've used Stealth Belt ever since I found them because they, they do make a great product. And I generally, I mean, this is not a plug for anybody, but the stuff that they have is like, they have a nice everyday belt that you can wear. And then they have like a workout style belt that's kind of heavier duty. And I wear a two piece appliance. So one thing I think is really cool about that is generally during the day, I will wear my appliance vertically and I just have the belt around there. So that way, any contents that come on out generally just kind of flow to the bottom of the bag. But when I do go to the gym, the nice thing about the two pieces, I can turn that bag horizontal. And the nice thing about that stealth belt is they incorporate that idea so generally, I will, before I go to the gym, I empty the contents of my bag and I turn it horizontally, suck it in the stealth belt. And I can pretty much guarantee you that no one at the gym knows I have this ileostomy because that's how well we're, we we make stuff now. Like it's amazing to see the transition. Like my fear would have been like 40 years ago, like what products are out there to help me live a life active lifestyle with an ileostomy. And to what we find out now, I mean, there's numerous, you know, products on it that can be used to help you out live a lifestyle. I hear, I've heard things like stoma guards. You know, you can play active contact sports and they make these guards that, you know, protect your stoma, which is extremely beneficial. Um, one of the fears I had was obviously jumping in the water. Up here, like one of my activities we love to do is we love boating. We love, be, we love the water sports side of it. And so my fear of like when I first started doing that was like, is this going to degrade my wafer and am I going to jump out of the water with no appliance on? Like, is it going to fall off? And again, I found out, nope, that was not the case. But in theory, did I cannonball off the end of the dock right away? Nope. I slowly walked in and I kind of waited in the water like a little kid does and just to see what does this thing do? But again, that goes to the quality of the product that I use from, you know, my supplier is I don't have to have that fear. The only issue I ever ran into while being active and doing what we love to do on the on the water on the weekends is for some reason when I was surfing with my daughter, I own one of those surf boats and I happen to look down and I don't see a bag. So it's like, it's pretty difficult thing to come off. Bag is gone. I'm like, well, what in the world just happened here? So I didn't panic. I just kind of waved at the boat and just kind of pointed back at the cab. Like we need to go back. And somehow that thing had fallen off. And so again, I prepare. And so I always carry spare products with me. So I just calmly walk back into the cab and put a new one on. And five minutes later, I'm right back in the water. But that's really the only issue I had when it came to when it comes to working out and being active. I started slow. A good analogy for that one would be when I got into the gym, I wasn't lifting the heavy weights. I wasn't lifting what I used to be able to do. I started out small. And then obviously when I did that workout, I listened to my body. How did I react? You know, everyone has fears of when can I do core strength again? Because I just went through a major abdominal surgery. Start out small. You know, you don't need to do a one minute plank. Try a five second, 10 second plank. You know, there are exercises out there just such as even sitting in your chair and just doing stomach squeezes will help build that core strength back into your body. Uh, one of the things I heard of too was uh, peristomal hernias, I believe they're called, or hernia around the stoma. And I've been extremely active. I haven't even come close to having one. I mean, I've heard this spoken from you know, medical professionals of, you know, kind of explaining how the hernia is formed, but never had one. And that's what's nice about some of those support belts too, is it always provides that positive pressure on your appliance, not to really make it so debilitating that, you know, no output can get in there, but it just kind of secures everything, keeps everything in place. 
And obviously another fear was like, okay, how do I integrate going back out again? Like even to the social setting, can I go to a restaurant and use a bathroom was one of the fears that I had initially. And guess what? It's not a big deal. Even you could correlate that with even commercial air travel. How do I empty my appliance when I'm in an airplane? I can pretty much guarantee you everybody on that airplane uses the bathroom. So you're not the only one, but finding out kind of quick ways of how I can empty the contents of my pouch and get back to normal. And uh, one of the jokes I have at work, it's like, you know, I'm in and out of a bathroom in about three minutes as compared to what normal people do. Just because it's nice, you know, the, the bag is full, you go, I need to go take care of it, empty it out, lickety split, and you're done. So if you start with small goals, working towards a larger goal, it's a marathon. It is not, a, you know, it's definitely not a sprint. It's a marathon. You need to take the time and listen to your body and slowly integrate active lifestyle back into it. And you can do it. And it is so important. And I'm so glad you talked about slowly integrating, getting back into an um, active lifestyle because that is, and you bring up the peristomal hernia situation, you know, that's a lot of the times really the key when it comes to getting back into your new normal, Mm -hmm. essentially, is taking it slow, listening to your body. Um, And I'm happy to hear that that's what you did and you were very successful with that. Another question that I have for you, and this is something that as a WSC nurse myself, I think one of the big subjects that's very hard to talk about is intimacy with your HCP or a healthcare provider. So can you talk a little bit about how you approach that subject with your HCP? I did not have a lot of discussions when I was in the hospital or even with my healthcare providers um, about this. And you're right, because it doesn't really get talked about, but it's an extremely important topic to discuss. Knowing how the surgery is performed, obviously they work very low into your pelvic floor, which has a lot of nerve endings down there. Um, The second surgery, for example, is they told me that they pretty much went into the same incisions I had on the first surgery, got down into the pelvic floor um, laparoscopically and did what they needed to do. And then finally to remove the rectal stump, I had to get rolled over an incision made around my anus and then they pull the rectal stump out and then they suture you up and lickety split and it's done. But obviously down in that area with those nerve endings, you always worry about, am I gonna have any you know, erectile dysfunction situations or issues upon completion of the surgery? And definitely very valid questions to ask. Unfortunately, I did not ask any of those, nor was I really told. But obviously when we came back home, you know, we, we slowly, again, slowly incorporated the intimacy side back into my relationship with my wife. And it's important to do because again, for so long you were so sick, it was more or less the last thing on your mind. The nice thing about the two-piece appliance that I wear is when it is intimacy time is I can keep my belt on. I rotate that thing horizontally, and it just looks like a belt around your abdomen. It does not get in the way. But some things that I thought about from the male perspective is, you know, you think of intimate acts is, is there any odor down there? Does it smell? I think is one grave concern most, most people would have is am I emanating any order? Does, you know, does he or she hear anything? Like if, you know, you're digesting food and are you hearing the little burples, you know, from the, from the stoma, you know, while you're trying to be intimate. The one thing I think is kind of difficult nowadays is probably that spur of the moment type stuff. You know, obviously if there's contents in the bag, I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of them and kind of prepare myself for an intimate, you know, session. But again, a little forward planning and you're going to be just fine. And again, you know, if you do something, maybe for an example, you forget to put your support belt on. Um, I think some actions are pretty immediate that you're going to go, oh, wait a minute. You know, maybe we should, I don't want to say you shouldn't do that, but you learn is what it is. It's, you know, every, no one gives you a guidebook 
on how to have intimacy following your surgery. So these are just small, slow things you need to incorporate back into your normal life. Three years later, it's probably not even a discussion topic for us anymore because in, in my mind, we've mastered how to adapt, you know, having an intimate relationship with an ileostomy. And, and I think it's important to really, you know, with our listeners, um, help them understand that it's okay to bring bring this up to your healthcare provider. Yes. Because, you know, to your point, sometimes it's just never brought up. Correct. And so it, it is, it's an important part of, of life. It's an important part of relationships. And it's an important discussion to have with your provider. So, yeah. So can you describe the dialogue you had with your family when it came to having a new ostomy? I know that on previous episodes, you touched on this. But being active with with an ostomy, um, especially with your girls, you know, going out on the boat, things like that. What did that dialogue look like when you talked to your girls, for instance, or with your family um, as far as being active with an ostomy? For my young girls at the time, they're now 11 and 7. So um, it was more or less familiarizing them with what I have. And I'm going to ha- I mean, explaining to them that I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. Something in dad's body was not working. The great people in the medical realm helped me, fix me up. Now this is something I'm going to have for the rest of my life. It was similar to like my father had a bad heart condition once where they fixed his heart. And that's how the girls kind of adapted the two together is, you know, Papa's heart was fixed. Daddy's butt was fixed, I think is what they say most of the time. You know, instead of saying like his colon, they just, you know, that's what they know it as at the time. But it was just showing them and being open and honest with them of like, if I was changing my my appliance out, I would have the girls come on over, not right away. I mean, we're maybe talking six months into it when, you know, the stoma was healing, starting to shrink. And I would show them, this is what it looks like. And they're like, oh, that's neat. I'm like, you can touch it. And dad doesn't feel it. And they're like, you, you know, I, I don't want to touch it, but I made him touch it. So at least they could understand really what it is. And it, it won't hurt me, you know, because obviously anything that looks not normal is like, oh, does that hurt? Well, no, it does not. And so explaining to them, you know, sometimes if we're taking a long road trip or, you know, preparing any way, shape or form is, well, we have to go. Dad's got to stop at the bathroom. Well, wife's got to stop at the bathroom. Well, he needs to empty the contents of his bag. Oh, OK. You know, so start to connect those dots for the girls um, with my family, my extended family, um, especially uh, the lake setting is a perfect example of that was once I think the first summer, which would have been the 2018 summer that we met at the conference was um you know, with the boating lifestyle and seeing me with a shirt off with a belt on, you know, it almost looks like a small fanny pack that this is the new me. This is what you're going to see all the time. And the only thing that they thought was funny is like the tan line I would get from wearing that belt, you know, pretty much. But um, my fear of taking off my shirt was not there because I already understood that this is who I am now. And I was not afraid of it. I'm proud of the ileostomy that I have because it saved my life. I don't even know where I would be if I was still active with inflammatory bowel disease. And there's been times to where, you know, the the belt itself gets wet and I'll just take that thing off. I'll hang out with my shirt up just with my appliance on, you know, it does not bother me. So even people we haven't seen in a while, it's not something I bring up to them, but if they notice something, I'm more than happy to talk to them about it. But even like, cousins or something like that if they're up and around and they're at the lake and they see me like that they're like oh what's that well he's he's got this thing like it's like a fanny pack or that's where he goes at the bathroom and you know so i think like if you treat it as they're just interested in what it is that you have versus kind of looking at it as like a stigma um, i choose not to look at it like that 
because again, I think it saved my life and I'm proud to wear it. And so if someone comes up and asks me about it, I'm more than happy to talk with them about it. And so I'm not, that's why even part of me, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. And a lot of the times it is just curiosity. They might not know how to approach it. They're just curious. Well, what, what is that? Um, and there may not be a stigma attached to it, but they really just don't know. So a lot of the times, um, you know, I have even found that patients and their families and their friends, they're just curious. They just want to know and they want to learn. Having that, again, open mind, open perspective yep. that we've talked about before in previous episodes is so important for not only the patient, the, the new ostimate, but the family members, the friends, the nurses, the WOC nurses, having that open perspective is so important. So you had touched a little bit on this, but I do want to end our discussion today on this note because I think it's so important. You are very passionate about health and nutrition, and I think it's really great. What guidance would you give to both a new ostomate and to a healthcare provider when it comes to learning about living with an ostomy, specifically getting back into an active lifestyle? That's an excellent question. I get that question quite a bit, honestly. And the way I try to live my life now is I have a new life. Um, I was given a second chance. I mean, what we're able to do nowadays with, you know, autoimmune chronic conditions like this and have this type of an option. Uh, number one, like I said previously, it was an eye opener for me is I live my life now with the mindset of I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I don't get to where I was three years ago. And you're right. We don't know what in the world's going to happen to us in six months, one year, or what further complications I may have down the road. But the problem that I would have with myself as a mental battle is at the end of the day, before I'm six feet under, I would probably ask myself, did I do the best that I could for the time that I had here? And if I could answer that question, yes, then I, then I think I did my job correctly. And if it was no, I would probably have some second thoughts. But with health and nutrition, it's not a difficult process to learn at all. Like I said, I haven't dove off onto any specific diet. We more or less just tried to find clean, nutritious foods that we could start to enjoy ourselves and bring into our normal routine. A simple way to do that is just by meal planning. So my wife and I generally will always meal plan every week. Like, what are we going to have? And so even when she says she goes grocery shopping, that grocery shopping experience is a lot quicker because she's not kind of hunting for food. She already knows what she's going to get. And yeah, every now and then when she goes to Costco, the box of oatmeal cream pies do show up and all of a sudden I have four of them in my mouth and I don't know why because <laughs> they are that good. But I guess it's not that it's not to the extreme of where I don't enjoy a sweet, a cake or something like that. My mindset now is how can I give fuel to my body? Because I think it is extremely important for new osmos to understand that we don't have the colon anymore. So you need to do your job to make sure you're getting the proper nutrition that your body requires and chewing that food adequately. Secondly, is how do I set that example for my two daughters? And I think that's a, a big motivator for me as well is obviously we all know our kids are going to have obstacles they're going to face in their life. And for most of us who are alive, we have to be able to overcome those obstacles instead of just throwing your hands up and quitting. So if the girls get into a difficult situation, hopefully this is something that they can fall back on to and go, well, dad was sick for a year and he came out much better in the end. He had to adapt. What examples can I set for them of never give up, keep moving forward, keep your head down one foot in front of the other, instead of just throwing your hands up, you know, and that's it. And that's why I personally don't focus on why I had inflammatory bowel disease. I just want to focus on how I can be a better person moving forward. I think for about three years uh, with, you know, really going to the gym and making sure I live that active lifestyle, it's gotten to the point where if I have a day off, it's hard for me. 
you know, it's like not having that stimulation of that activity. But at the same point, I need that because I'm not 16 or 18 anymore. I'm 40 years old now. So going back to, you know, the body still needs to be able to heal and recover so I don't hurt myself, um, I think is pretty important because I learned throughout the whole transition that, you know, medications are good if they're required. You know, medications do serve a purpose um, and we should not be afraid of them. But if I could live my life now, medication free, no restrictions, no special diets, you know, that's a pretty great route to go to as well. And so I'm sure later on in my life, I'll be prescribed some medication, just like we probably all will. And, and I'll deal with it at the time. But for the time being that I have right now, like I've told numerous people, I do not look back one bit on any decision that I've made, especially with the surgery. Um, I've been extremely satisfied, but I'm also fortunate. But I also did things to make sure that my life with an ostomy was successful. One example is like, you know, you talk about the health and nutrition. I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore. Um, pretty much you'll see me walking around with a little water bottle that has electrolytes in there. It's, it's not a Mountain Dew. It's not pop. But those are just simple choices that I made. And I think anyone can do that. Because I think at the end of the day, anyone can, we can all do something a little bit better to take better care of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And really just to summarize everything that you had just said in giving that guidance to new ostomates and, and healthcare providers is setting those small goals. I've heard you say that multiple times throughout our, our time together. And it really is a matter of setting those small goals, mo- small achievable goals, yep. and then having that mindset of fueling your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to health and health and fitness and health and nutrition, when you are a new ostomate, things things do change. Um, mm-hmm. Things change physically, mentally, emotionally. But these are some things the listeners can, can keep in mind when working with uh, new ostomates or um, healthcare providers helping ostomy patients. Yep. Setting those small goals, fueling that mind, um, making sure that you know your body is getting the nutrition that they need. Absolutely, and I think you know pictures are always a, worth a thousand words, right? Two pictures I still keep on my cell phone today was a picture of me one week before being hospitalized at the U of M for that month, um, which led to my surgery. And then I pretty much stand in front and go, look at me now. So like when I was at my sickest, I was about 145-ish pounds, where now I'm still the same height, but I'm 195 pounds. And so just watching that transition of how you can get better, anybody can do this. It just takes a little time, dedication. And, you know, you kind of get yourself in that rut and see the success of those small goals always makes you pursue the next one. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today and your insight is greatly appreciated. And I'm sure that our listeners enjoy listening to what it's like to live an active lifestyle with an ostomy. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us professional.